You're now listening to Saturday's Child, where we talk about life, advice, and exploring beyond here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Oh my god, it's been way too long. How the fuck are you? I have missed you guys. I'm so excited to be back here today at my little desk. I feel like I... I feel like I just went on a vacation and now I'm like back to work. Not really. Because honestly, this is like very fun for me to do. But I always do it like at my desk. So it just feels more professional. Maybe that's why. And I just cleaned my desk really good because I got like this nice little organizer. I found at Goodwill for like $4. And I have so much shit all the time on my desk. So it just looks super clean right now. And I'm loving it. I'm feeling very back-to-work vibes in the best way, though. Back-to-work if you actually like your job and you're your own boss. And that's honestly my dream. So, hell yeah. It's good to be back. I have been... I hope you guys have been, too. I have been totally taking advantage of the beautiful sunshine that mid-July is bringing us, okay? Where I am in the Northeast, New England... It has been raining all June, pretty much. Like, we haven't really had many, like, hot days. So, like, last week, we had a little... What's the word? Oh, my God. Brain rebooting. So sorry. Hopefully, hopefully I can get through this podcast without too many pauses like that. But I might be a little rusty. <laughs> Let me take a sip of my coffee. Um... Well, we had like a little sequence. Oh, my God. I cannot think of the word of days that were like super hot last week. I had to be outside and take advantage of that. You know, I I couldn't I found it hard to like make time to do the podcast because I was like, I want to be outside every second. And if I'm not taking advantage of my outside time, I'm actually at work. So my apologies there. But like a girl's got to live. Okay. I have been spending my place of choice to go is I love swimming. I've always loved swimming since I was a little girl. That's like all I want to do all summer is just like sit at the beach. And when I get too hot, go in the water to cool off and then come out and dry off and get hot and repeat all day. That's literally the way I would live every day if I could. If every day was nice out. Um... But I love going to the lake because luckily I live near a couple lakes, actually. And I have a little spot that I love to go that's kind of mine. Not really, but it's so secluded and people aren't there. Well, people are there, but there's like a little spot near it that's like hidden that I always go to. And Every single time, I literally have, like, a whole area to myself. It's like I literally own a lake house. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) it's like I have my own, like, world, okay? So I've been spending, literally, I've been spending, like, every day at this lake. And even if it's just, like, before work, I manage to, because normally, as a waitress, I'm going in at, like, 4 p.m. if I have work. Um, Blessing and a curse, honestly. I, but with that schedule, I'm able to like take advantage of my mornings and 
take a little trip in the morning to the lake and spend my morning there, drink my morning coffee there, have a little PB&J for breakfast on the beach while I read my book. Book that I've been reading lately is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. I'm like, I'm almost done. I have like a quarter of the book left and I plan on finishing it hopefully by the end of this week because I actually went to BAM recently and I bought like four or five books and some of you bitches be reading and I am jealous of that like there are some people that read multiple books a month or multiple books like last year I think I read maybe 20 books maybe maybe less than that actually that could be generous and I mean it's still better than I've done in the past because I I've gone through years where I just haven't read anything and I really want to change that I really want to like read more um, cause I love reading, honestly, it is fun. Once you start getting into the book, it's, it is really fun to like turn off your brain in that way and just like chug through a book. Um, and I find that it's much easier for me to read when I'm outside, when I'm in nature, because when I'm inside, there's so many distractions for me, like reading. I'm like, oh, my cat. Oh, I could go do this. Oh, I could do laundry. Oh, I could go on my phone. I could watch Sex in the City. It's like so many things that I could be doing at home. But when I'm at the beach, I'm like, here's your entertainment, girl. You got a journal and you got a book. You can alternate between the two, but that's about it. And it's been making it really easy for me to chug through my book. Um, and it's really good so far. If anybody's read Firefly Lane, we can have a little discussion about it. DM me. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much when I'm in nature, it's just like a good time to practice being present. And it's a lot simpler for me to get there. I mean, yes, you can be present in your in your own home, of course. Um, but for me, it's just like an automatic switch. It's like very very much so easier for me to just get there in nature like without even trying honestly for me I personally have a really bad habit of trying to do 15 things at once all the time and I'm always at home and I'm like I gotta there I have a never-ending to-do list in my head even if it's not that serious it's like oh I gotta do all this shit and it's hard for me to feel present when I have all this stress and noise going on in my life. But when I take time to be in nature, sit at the lake, it's easy for me to be like, I got nothing else to do but this. This is my to-do list. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm content. I can find peace knowing that there's nothing else for me to be doing. Like, this is my purpose right now to look at the super lush green leaves and watch a dragonfly fly around and go do a backstroke <laughs> and just be at the lake and smell sunscreen and live my best life and I don't know I maybe it's like my maybe it's like my anxiety maybe it's just like a little bit of like just me being neurotic like always having needing to do something to feel productive all the time but nature just really strips it back for me and makes me feel present. And I honestly, it's like one of my favorite things. Probably actually my favorite thing ever. Like I just love being outside. And I've said it before. I'm just like, I'm a lazy outdoors girl. Okay. 
I am not hiking mountains every day. I'm laying I'm laying in dirt. I'm laying by water. I'm sitting and looking through my binoculars. You know, I'm not doing anything extreme all the time. I would once in a while, but regularly, if I'm going to be getting out in nature, it's in a very relaxed manner. And that's totally fine. That's valid. And it really makes me feel like life has meaning, you know. Um, Luckily, I was able to have yesterday. I had a fat ass beach day. Fat. (laughs) I had the whole day off yesterday and I woke up at like 830 ish and I made myself a little PB&J breakfast sandwich, (laughs) breakfast sandwich um, and a little iced coffee marched my way to the lake i was like literally me and one other lady were there in the morning it was so windy though like before noon it was so windy i was like freezing my ass off but like still forcing myself to be out there but it was it was fun it's actually really cool the place where i go it's right next to a lake but it's also next to a pond like from the beach you can either direct your chair like to the pond or the lake you can look at both of them so in the morning when the sun's coming up it's coming up over the pond so I love to face the pond like in the morning and then once the sun starts flipping the other way then I'll start facing the other way facing the lake but looking at the pond in the morning is a trip it is so so cool like this pond is covered in lily pads covered in there's purple flowers that line the whole pond there's beautiful like little yellow water lilies that come up there's white um lilies that are on the lily pads it is there's endless things to look at there's dragonflies everywhere i saw like a crane like over on a rock and bringing my binoculars it is i could do it for hours it's so fun so that is totally entertaining for me as well I just feel like moments like that when you're just alone and you're just noticing all the details of the world around you, whether it be in nature, whether it be at any moment, whether you be whether you're inside driving your car, whatever it is, you can find ways to like be present in any moment. Even if you are one of my full time job girlies or if you work every morning and you get out at like 5 p.m., no matter what, you can find time to get out there, even if it's for 20 minutes, get a little bit of sunshine, get a little bit of nature in your life. And I really feel like it just flips your whole mood and it makes you feel like maybe life isn't that bad. Like maybe I do have everything I need. Like I don't really need much else when I'm in nature, you know. I recently also just got a new journal. I talked about this before and I finally have been breaking it in. And let me just say, I'm going to flip through this really quick. I think the first I've written in it, maybe like five pages. And every time I've written in it, I've been at the lake every single time. And I'm just, like, talking about all the beautiful things I see, the people I see at the beach, and trying to draw, like, my view, which is not very good. (laughs) Um, But it's just, like, it's inspiring to me when I'm in nature, you know, breaking in my journal, 
and just writing whatever I feel, whatever is coming to me in the moment, whatever feels important, wherever I'm finding joy in the moment is what I'm writing in my journal. And honestly, I feel like it helps me be present in the moment more than anything. There has been a good amount of time in my life, like, and I can look back and be like, I was not connected or present in any type of way at any moment in this time in my life. And that's why I have like no memories of it. You know, I have a really hard time thinking back to my late childhood teen years, like my preteen teen years. I don't think I, I I didn't know any better. Like I was a child, but looking back, it's hard for me to almost have memories of that time because I, maybe because I had no practice of being present. I was constantly running from something, trying to escape in some way and totally living in escapism and not in reality. And that's why it's like really hard for me to like remember my childhood and remember like my teen years because I'm like I don't remember anything almost like I I mean maybe that's dramatic but like I have a really hard time like remembering a lot of shit from then and I, I feel like it's because I just was like not living in the present I was either living longing for the future longing for the days where you know I called the shots and I was in control of my own life and whatever I just felt kind of out of control maybe and now I realize that I have a lot more control than I ever you know thought it's kind of hard though when you live under your parents roof you kind of like they call the shots in your life and you're kind of like you just want to get out of that you're like nah I want to be in control of my own life and it's I don't know I just fell into a complete avoidance and escapism time (laughs) and I never knew that like being present actually makes you appreciate where you are now without longing for the past or longing for the future you can kind of be like you know, this is a stepping stone in my life and it's not going to be like this forever. Um, So how can I look around and how can I appreciate it right now? Because this is fleeting and it's, it might feel like, you know, I can't imagine my life being different than it is right now, but it will be. And getting older, I'm kind of just learning that like things are ever changing and it's important to be grateful every step of the way because even though you know you might not be where you long to be in the end you know you're you're still on the path and that doesn't mean your dream's not coming to you but this is a stepping stone and this is part of your your story and it's important to try to remember the details and appreciate where you are now you know and Journaling for me has just helped me write down the most mundane shit and be appreciative of it. And I promise you, I could 
wherever you are, you can find joy in it. Like, no matter what. You could literally have me staring at a fucking brick wall. Because I am staring at a brick wall right now in my apartment. And I could be like, oh my god, I love how they laid the bricks and they're so organized and they're beautiful shades of red and they're all different you know like something as dumb as that if you can find joy in that you're set i think honestly the key to having a happy life is practicing joy and gratitude in every moment as often as it comes to your attention and through that it'll just come more naturally And you'll start to be like, wow, life really might be a gift. Like, nature is really cool. And, like, we all have nature, you know? No matter what kind of money you have, you can go outside and look at grass. And I think that's, like, honestly, like, the biggest gift of all is nature. And we all have it, you know? We live in a world where it's, like, you see these influencers and all these people your age doing crazy things and you're you're just like why am I not there like I feel like I'm not successful because I'm not like fucking who am I thinking of I don't know fucking Charlie D'Amelio <laughs> I don't even follow Charlie D'Amelio why was she the first person to come into my mind but like I'm not on the red carpet and I'm not fucking having a brand deal with Dunkin Donuts <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this but you know what I mean like You can live in, like, the fast lane and be like, all these people have all these things that I don't have. I'm never going to be happy like them if I don't have what they have. But it's like, but it's like, if you have the ability to go outside and hug a tree and jump in water and laugh and you have eyes to read a book, you have ears that make it so you can listen to your favorite songs, you can watch your favorite movie make your favorite meal for dinner, have a brownie sundae, like, you have a lot more than you realize. Speaking of, recently, I have been, I've told you guys this before, I have a hard time curating playlists that, like, fit my mood. I'm really bad at it. I, my brain is, like, in 15 places at once, so it's, like, really hard for me to, like, think about what songs will string together to be a perfect mood for me. But I love listening to albums, either shuffling them like as a whole or listening to them front to back, because honestly, when artists make their albums, they're like, these are the songs. This is the order that I want these songs to be heard in. And this is the order that's going to string them together to tell some type of story or convey some type of mood, whatever it is. It's like the immersive experience of the album if you're listening to it front to back in my opinion and that's how I prefer to listen to music it just works for my brain whatever album mood I'm in is where I go and for the past couple days I've been in a huge Lana Del Rey mood and I absolutely love it I listened to Ultra Violence front front to back the other day incredible I also listened to Lust for Life and Honeymoon recently too because those are like summery Lana also Norman fucking Rockwell is a good summer one too but I think lust for life and honeymoon are like the number ones for me um like the number one summer ones not number one albums but 
I was listening to Lana and I'm like, men don't get this. Men will never get this. It's two women in the best way. You know what I mean? Like, when I listen to Lana Del Rey, one thing about her is often if I'm listening to her, my windows are all the way down. My hair is flowing however the fuck it wants to flow. And I am literally romanticizing the fuck out of my life with the windows down. And it's incredible. And the other day I was listening to Ultraviolence and I was like, men will never get this. I, I, I was like feeling it so heavy and I'm like, this song is so incredible and it makes you feel like so in touch with your feminine energy i feel like lana i feel like lana is very like feminine like when i listen to her i'm like i am a sexy fucking woman and i cannot be touched like i'm a literal forest fairy and nobody can tell me otherwise like i'm just living in my my woman (laughs) my feminine woman energy and lana just brings you there so crazy shades of cool so good brooklyn baby ultraviolence is so good oh my god i was just going crazy the other day i was like (sighs) i just love romanticizing my life honestly i do it all the time and it's so fun it's like why the fuck not what else am i supposed to do you know romanticizing your life is what makes it more fun you know romanticizing your morning coffee you know, the little espresso pour, stirring the milk, making your bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. That's what I had for breakfast today. So I'm like, can't really romanticize that. But you can like the struggle meal. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it makes things worthwhile when you're like, I'm in a movie. I'm living my story. But it's true. I'm just I'm just living that modern day woman life, you know, and that includes over romanticizing my life in every moment. Also, that is in line with finding joy in every moment, which is what makes your life worth living. And it makes you literally happy. It makes you want to appreciate things and take things as a gift every day. You can do it. Like, if you go on a little walk and you just romanticize your little walk and you have your headphones in and you're like, you know, I'm just, I'm just a girl. (laughs) I'm just a girl strolling the street, listening to my tunes, being me, writing in my little journal, whatever I think is beautiful, writing a little poem because I fucking can because I have hands and I can write and I can think. So I'm going to write a little poem because why the fuck not? I wrote a poem yesterday. YOLO, you know, should I read it? I'm like, slam poetry. No, I don't know. Should I read it? <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. Let me get my book. Of course, I wrote this at the beach yesterday. And honestly, it's a mess because I rewrote it like 15 times. But here's my little romanticizing my life. I love the smell of sunscreen, looking up and seeing the world so lush and green. <laughs> People gather here at this local spot. We find our peace in the sand and bake ourselves hot. But when the warmth starts to take its toll, to the water I stroll, under I go. I swim like a child, exuberant and free. Living for the moment, appreciating it is key. 
I would say I'll be back tomorrow, but I know it's not a guarantee. But as for this moment right now, I could smell the sunscreen. Me thinking I ate. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm not um, Shel Silverstein, but I, um, I'm just a girl, you know, thinking words and writing them. And that's all right if I'm not going to be published. But we all can write a little poem, you know. Why not? You know, it ain't that serious. Write a fucking poem today. I think this is a good time to take a little smoke break. And if you would like to participate, load it up, girl. <laughs> load her up, you know. I actually cleaned my pieces the other day, so this shit is crystal clear. So it's going to sound crystal clear. Oh my god, I'm like smacking it against shit. Okay. Cheers. Yum. <laughs> okay, I think it's time we talk about speaking out Taylor's version. What do you guys say? <laughs> what are you saying? It doesn't matter what you say because I'm going to talk about it anyways because it's on my mind. So Taylor Swift just released Speak Now, Taylor's version this past Friday. It's been less than a week since we've had it. Now, so many things. She is such an insane woman. I can't believe I really feel like this like this version is better than the original, which is so crazy because how hard must it be to like remake hits? Like, a hit's a hit for a reason. And to be able to remake it and still have it sound like a hit but different is crazy. And one of the things that has been, like, on the forefront of our minds as Swifties is, is she going to change the lyrics in Better Than Revenge? Because they're slightly misogynistic and taylor swift has grown from that mindset and also she's definitely changed lyrics in the past that have like aged poorly you know so in better than revenge back in the day the original version taylor says she's not a saint and she's not what you think she's an actress wow and she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress slut shaming slightly and everybody's like she better not change the lyrics like i want to sing it for the nostalgia blah 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 blah. and i kind of felt that way too but then i heard better than revenge taylor's version and she changed the lyrics to from she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress she changed it to he was a moth to the flame she was holding the matches and I absolutely love it. I really do. And I I was like, there's no way she's going to be able to change it. And I'm going to like it better than the original just because the original is the original. But for real, it flows off the tongue pretty easy. And it's like kind of more advanced songwriting, of course. It just it's low key more like in depth. I love it. I I love like it's like the changing of the guards when Taylor releases like a taylor's version because it's like all right once i have the taylor's version on my phone i can go in and i delete the old versions and it just really feels like 
I don't know. It feels like a a statement, like a monumental moment, like when you're deleting the old version of Taylor's album. All in all, of course she slayed. The vault tracks were a slay. Personal favorites. I love when Emma falls in love. I think that's so cute. And it's, I love it for like my little country heart, you know, like it's just very country songwriting. And it sounds like, it truly sounds like a song like that she wrote back then you know i feel like some of the vault tracks like for red and stuff some of the stuff i'm like questioning like if that was really the way that she wrote it back then or if she maybe wrote songs for the new versions what i'm specifically thinking of is red taylor's version in the all too well 10 minute version she says uh, she says fuck the patriarchy keychain on the ground whatever I just when I heard that line, I immediately was like, like, I like it. But immediately I was like, nah, she didn't write that back then. I just feel like she did not because like we weren't really talking about patriarchy back then. Like, uh, I don't know. It it seems very like today coded, you know, and I feel like some of the vault tracks, maybe she altered or wrote some of the parts of them recently i mean why would you not revise your work further later you know make it as good as it can be before it comes out it makes sense why she would do that but when i heard when emma falls in love i was like this actually sounds like it might be untouched like this sounds like taylor from the fearless speak now era and i loved it i really for the for the songs that were on the original, like not the vault track, just like the regular track list for the re-recording songs that she did that already existed. I love innocent. That's one of my favorite songs by her. And that is just insane. Like her voice is so strong on it and I just can't fucking deal with it. Also, um, last kiss is like, I'm like, the saddest songs in the album are my favorites. (laughs) But like Last Kiss and Innocent, oh my God, she is insane. Speak Now might be, I say this every fucking album. My boyfriend rolls his eyes because I say it to him like every single time Taylor does anything. But I really feel like Speak Now is my favorite Taylor album. I was going to say one of, but it might be my favorite. Because it's like, it encapsulates Taylor so well. Like it's like... It's from the days when she was just, like, just becoming super famous. Like, through Fearless, she became really famous. But Speak Now is when she started, like, being very famous, at least in the country area for me. Like, I was a fan of her at that time, and I was just like, she's getting famous now. Like, I remember just loving that album when it first came out and it's just very versatile like you have so many different types of songs on that album that it's like it's very it's different than her other albums like haunted is like loki a fucking rock song and then you have like well like i just said last kiss and innocent are like the saddest songs but then you have mine that's like uh uh, uh," like miss pop but then you have mean which is like still country And then you have Dear John, which is, like, one of her best songs literally written ever. It is a fucking album, I must say. And she deserves everything. (laughs) I hope that she 
debut something at number one. I don't know what, but that would be so iconic. I don't know. You know, I had to talk about Speak Now Taylor's version. Like, we can't not. It's happening. We have to. The Swifties have to get it out, you know? Ugh. Oh, my God. And, like, her her shows this weekend to, like, celebrate the release of Speak Now. She sang Long Live for the first time. And she, like, had a new Enchanted dress. And she had the Koi Fish guitar that she had on the Speak Now tour. She is just, like, she's so thrilling to watch because it's, like, she pays attention to every little detail and does her best to just make everything so detailed and meaningful in her shows and you just can't help but love the queen you really can't so everybody goes stream speak now taylor's version please you deserve it i promise you will not be let down if you have a brain (laughs) if you have a brain and the ability to hear you won't be let down i promise I just took a little break to drink some water and shit. And when I just sat back down to record, I looked at the time and it was 10.10 a.m. I see 10.10 all the time so much recently. And I'm like, I feel like I see it every day. And I just don't know what it means. And I feel like I need to look it up. Do you guys have like numbers like that that you just see every single day for me recently i feel like it changes but for me recently it's 10 10 and 12 34 like 1 2 3 4 so i'm gonna look up 10 10 angel number and see what that tells me okay this says the 10 10 angel number is a grounding number Meaning that the universe is trying to get you to see how large a role you play in this world. Ooh. Suggest that it is time for you to step into the newness of life with joy and trust. Because the, the old ways have served us well. But now there is something even better waiting just around the corner for you. Wow. I love her. That's cool. I've actually never looked that up. Let's look up one, two, three, four, and see what that says too. I love just like if you feel a certain way, like if you're seeing a sign a lot, like maybe you're seeing a number on the clock often or numbers in general, like maybe likes on Instagram or whatever the fuck. Or maybe you see a cardinal often and you think to yourself when you see that, like maybe that's a sign. I wonder what that means. I encourage you to look it up because sometimes it's very fitting for you. And I think everything means something. You know, life is too complex and beautiful to not mean something in every moment, you know? Okay, so now I want to read what 1234 means because I've been seeing that a lot too. I feel like I see that daily as well. It says, Angel number 1234 is a representation of new beginnings. Just as 1234 builds in its sequence, this angel number is meant to demonstrate you are in the building phase of your life. When you add each number within the sequence together, which is how you get an essential number in numerology, it all adds up to the number 10. A number of culmination and ultimate satisfaction. Okay, that's weird as fuck. Because I didn't even think of that. So I see 10, 10 all the time. And now 1, 2, 3, 4 adds up to, to 10. That is bizarre and cool. See, this is why you look shit up. 
Wow. I love that. That just like changed my world. <laughs> Honestly, look up the shit that you see and learn about it. It's crazy that we literally have the ability like people used to have to go to the library and get a book of numerology and manually like look up what all this shit means. But we have the ability to look stuff up in the palm of our hands like we can be so smart all right if we apply ourselves like that's insane the amount of information that we have access to at any given moment and honestly not only do we have access to the infinite world of the internet in the palm of our hands with our phones but we also like have this inner knowing that is like incredible too like I can look stuff up and I can be like, what do other people think it means? And like kind of feed off of that. But also if I just sit there and I'm like, what do I feel like it means? And whatever feeling that comes to me in that moment is valid. You know, it's important to validate your inner knowings and your feelings because it makes your intuition stronger and it makes you know that you trust yourself, which just encourages you know encourages it to continue on and strengthen and whatever but if you're sitting there invalidating the way that you feel and invalidating your inner knowings it's you're not going to really trust yourself in that way you know so i try to validate myself when i feel a certain way because oftentimes i'm right (laughs) more often than not i can't lie okay i want to close out this podcast with a little a little summer slumber party vibe girly time for you guys if that makes any type of sense i just want to give you guys some good summer movies that i just like watching like i feel like i feel like for me the time of year is very nostalgic whether it be summer fall any any season It's kind of like, what are the go-to classic movies that you want to watch during this time of year? You know what I mean? And for me, in the summer, my go-to summer movies that are just feel-good, summer vibes. It's like you've spent a long day at the lake, at the ocean, whatever. You come home, you're chilling, freshly showered in the air conditioner. What movie are you putting on the TV? For me, the list includes parent trap with Lindsay lohan that is like the classic summer movie of course for me grown-ups with adam sandler love high school musical 2 camp rock and hannah montana movie are all like one unit there like you can pick any of them and they'd be good princess protection program also is a good one in there with selena gomez and demi lovato like any of the ones that are like taking place in the summer it's the vibe you know if it's a rainy day in the summer you guessed it we're going twilight we're going maybe new moon maybe the first one i tend to just go there i love new moon i don't know what it is maybe because it's the most depressing and i just love that i don't really know but that might be my favorite twilight movie i don't know why i'm also like not a scary movie girl at all like I have to be in a very, very rare mood to want to watch a scary movie because, like, genuinely, when I watch a scary movie, it, like, shakes me up. Like, like not not am I just, like, 
not necessarily am I getting like terrified in the moment, but like after I'll think about it and I'll be like, oh my God, that is so like, it, it, like I think about it for like weeks, you know, when I first saw Saw, I literally thought about Saw for like two weeks. I was like, I've never watched it again. <laughs> it's so scary, but I feel like summertime, it's kind of like, I feel like you get like an itch to watch scary movies in the summer. I do personally. And it's weird. Last night, me and my boyfriend watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 version, because I have never seen it. And he has never seen that one, but he loves like the remakes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we watched the 1974 one last night, both of us for the first time. And I actually enjoyed it a lot because it was so corny that it wasn't scary. (laughs) You know, like it looked so fake because it's so old that... I was like, this is laughable, but it was still like a, it's still like a really fucked up scary story, but now my boyfriend's like, we have to watch the remake, and I'm like, fine, but I feel like scary movies are really like summary. I actually found a list of scary movies, like, because I was looking up, I wanted to watch like a summer scary movie, you know, like Friday the 13th, like one based at a camp in the summer. Or, like, I love it because that's, like, another summer movie. Like, I love a good summer scary movie. And I have, like, a nice little list here. Let me let me get it out. Yeah, so this is the ultimate summer horror movies list. And it's categorized for you. Like, summertime slashers. And then it's, like, aquatic horror stories. And then cabin in the woods stories. Vacation nightmares. And summer camp. So it's all categorized, which I absolutely love. So I took um, I took Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I watched it out of the summer slashers. I feel like honestly, a slasher can be good because it's almost like this is so fake. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story, which is fucked up. I was like, did it take place in Texas? I asked my boyfriend that. He's like, yeah, bitch. I'm like, oh, (laughs) like when you have one brain cell left. But that is just fucked up that that was a true story but uh, on my list i'm gonna watch i want to watch i know what you did last summer that's on this little list that i want to watch soon and i don't know what else i want to watch but i think i want to do like a summer camp slash cabin in the woods one soon too i would watch friday the 13th i've seen that one but i would watch that again because that's just like a yeah it's just like a i'm like it's a good vibe no it's it's just like a good summer scary movie. You know what I mean? I would totally... I'll post this um, this list too because you guys should have it too. Because it seems like it's going to be a very good glossary. Is that even the word that you would use? Glossary for scary movies. So, But I would totally take recommendations like your favorite scary movies, whatever. I, I just don't like paranormal that much, okay? Because paranormal is like... Like, you see, like, a slasher, and you're like, okay, like, that's scary, but, like, hopefully that's not realistic. I mean, it is, you know, don't get me wrong, it's literally based on a true story. But, like, paranormal movies are so scary to me because it's, like, that seems, like, more realistic. That seems like it could be in, like, your life at any moment. Like, you could just walk into the wrong place. I don't know. That shit shakes me up, like paranormal i do not want to watch any paranormal activity i'm sorry it's not for me it scares the shit out of me for real my boyfriend literally loves movies like that and i'm just like i'm so scared (laughs) 
but like if i'm in the right mood maybe i'll watch it but typically if i'm going scary movie i'll probably do like some type of slasher because it's like i'm less scared of that i don't know i love chucky child's play love (laughs) chucky (laughs) but i don't know and i love it i've said this like a million times but it's like my favorite scary movie for sure it's funny because when i was a kid I was petrified, absolutely petrified of the, my cousins had a VHS of the original, like, I don't know what year it was, like 1982 it movie. And on the cover, it has like the old Pennywise and he just is like creeping around the corner. And I was absolutely petrified of that VHS. Like I had never even seen the movie. My cousins would literally whip that VHS out and I would like run, we'd be in the basement and they'd shown me that and I would like literally sprint up the stairs and they'd scare the shit out of me and think it was so funny (laughs) that's like a core memory of me getting scared by the it vhs so it's kind of funny how now the remake of it is like one of my favorite movies especially one of my favorite scary movies which is like full circle (laughs) i used to get terrified as a kid and now i like it it's called growing up but yeah oh my god i gotta end the pod here because unfortunately i have to go to the fucking doctor i've been having I it's so weird I don't know what the fuck it is me acting chill but I'm actually kind of scared about this I've been having like intense stomach and back pain every couple days and it's like always around the same time of day super fucking weird I think I might have like a cyst or an ulcer or something knock on wood I hope everything is okay but um yeah I have to go to a doctor's appointment for that so I have to get on my merry way there but I wanted to chat with you guys and spend a little morning with you it has been an absolute blast. I love sitting down and doing this podcast. I love just chatting with you guys, with whoever's drawn to listen, and we have our little conversation, and it's so fun. I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy creating. Um, I appreciate everybody who tunes into this podcast, too, so very much. It's so sweet that you take time out of your life to listen to me ramble for 40 minutes a week. It's very special and it's really fun so if you want to if you have anything that you want to hear me run my mouth about or anything like that um my dms are always open and i try my absolute best to post a questionnaire where you can share your thoughts and stuff on my instagram story but i'm not super reliable with it so if you have something you want to share my dms are like a faq you know my dms are a place where you can leave your feedback leave whatever you want um and that is my personal instagram is at lauren underscore pelletier and then i have an instagram for the podcast at saturday's child podcast you can reach me on either of those accounts and i will share whatever it is you share here on the podcast if that's something you're interested in but otherwise i'll just come here and say what's on my mind and yeah i also have saturday's child stickers that are super cute i still have plenty of them if you wanted to purchase one and you want me to send one out to you i've honestly just been putting two stickers in every single one like even if you purchase just one i've just been sending two because i have so many so if you order one on etsy i will send you two and i've been sending like a little hand-picked crystal i have a few left handpick crystal and maybe a little note whatever but yeah if you want to purchase one i will send you some tangible love and the link 
for that is in my bio on both those Instagrams, the link to the Etsy shop. Um, yeah, I would love to send you a cute little package and you would definitely get two because I have so many that I'd just be sending two now. Fuck it, you know? If you know, you know. I'm not even going to say that to anybody else, but if you've listened to the podcast this far, if you know, you know, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love you guys. It's been super fun. I hope you have a good rest of the week. I hope you get outside and get some sunshine and look around and appreciate how green everything is and how sunny it is and how good sun feels on your skin and listen to your favorite song listen to an album from to back have a good ice cream cone enjoy a little summer treats you deserve it enjoy your life of course but yeah i'll see you guys next week same time same place love you bye